Well, Brent is good, and Caitlin's bad, and Clark is good, and Ryan's okay, and Adam's gay. It's always a Special extra issue, uh, we are reviewing the Amazon miniseries Good Omens, which is based on the 1990 novel by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. That's so, called Good Omens, too. Mm. Yes, it was. That's a good omen. (laughs) So, uh, quick synopsis. It's a comical take on the end of the world, and it's adapted by Neil Gaiman, who's one of the co-authors, as I said. It focuses on an angel and a demon who are compelled by heaven and hell to engineer Armageddon. Of course, the trigger for the ultimate conflict is the Antichrist, who is supposed to be raised by an American diplomat based in the UK, a la the film The Omen. But due to a comedy of errors, the Antichrist gets raised as a relatively normal child by normal parents in a normal village with his normal friends. Also, there's a book of nice and accurate prophecies written by a witch in the 17th century, and God, as played by Francis McDormand, narrates the show. I thought it was Susan Sarandon for the longest time. <laughs> Susan Sarandon! It sounds, like the, it sounds like when she's playing the psychologist in Rick and Morty. Uh, oh. I thought it was... Who did I think it was? Maybe I thought Helen Mirren that was doing an American accent. Oh. I don't know why. So it's Morgan Freeman doing a female accent. I think that was a terrible choice. I agree. Um, It was just grating, and I mean, I love her, but it was just tiring. And I don't need to be told. Show me this shit. Don't tell me every fucking thing that's ever happened. I guess we're going into this, but um, what I loved on the page as the narration did not work... Uh, as a voiceover at all. Like, so at first it was good, and then it got really grating very quickly. So I was a TV watcher, not a book reader. <laughs> yeah. uh, so did... Thus began Adam's <laughs> greatest speech. <laughs> <laughs> and I am running for president. Um, man of the people. Serving so, on the mount, gold cross, this is up there. <laughs> is, so is God the narrator in the book, or is it completely different? Like, how does it work? It's an omniscient narrator, so okay. you can always, you can assume, assume that it's, 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 it's God. Susan Sarandon, God. Right. Um, but let's talk a little bit about some of the major themes, and then we'll kind of get into what we didn't like and did like. You know, so you've got, um, you know, uh, are our fates written for us, or do we have free will? So you have, like, this, the nice and accurate prophecies of uh, Agnes, Agnes, Agnes Nutter, um, you know, <laughs> Is this something? But I hardly know her. Yeah. Is this is this something that like you know that is one of the right themes of the books? And then are good and evil outdated concepts in the sense that like heaven and hell uh, are polar opposites of each other, but you see that they're much more similar right. in execution uh, than they should be. Well, I mean, my read of the show was that none of the characters would know ultimately if they were good or evil. If they're like fulfilling some grandmaster plan, if that makes it good or not, because no one really knows what's supposed to be going on. Whoa! Was it ineffable? What are you doing? I'm taking a video. Oh my god! You're interrupting this with a video. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Just like Godwin. It's ineffable. Yeah. So, like, okay, are we? How will we know if anything we've done is right or wrong? I think that's one of the concepts of the show. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even matter at that point. Then, like, you don't know. Like. It, you could be doing everything wrong and there is a plan or you're doing nothing wrong because you're going against the plan or there is no plan. It doesn't matter. Well, I think the idea is Fuck, that... kill, do crime, murder. Be gay. The, Nihilist Frank Wingate here. Well, I think that's the thing. Is like, that's... There's... They've obviously... God has enacted the plan and because God is good, the plan is good. But obviously that... The whole show essentially kind of bears that down and strips that apart. And I think in general, like, 
the I don't really know about the fate ordainedness thing. I did think that I was like I liked the scene where she they were like going through the girl growing up to being a witch and how that family was like rich because they just followed the prophecies. And I was yeah. like Apple. I wish I bought stock at Apple in nineteen eighty nine. Um why don't you just wish you were rich? If you're making wishes, you save a step. No, I want to be a man of the people. Yeah, people that I'm running for president. So to you be a don't man want to look sketchy that you somehow magically have money. You've got a genie. Right. You can just wish you were rich. Wish for more witches? I, yeah. I wish I was rich and no one thought it was weird. Like, that, like, <laughs> like it's so obvious. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just, the show, even poor people. That makes sense. I thought you were going to make a rhyme. I'm going to, oh. Wish I was rich. So the book, I fucking love the book. The show didn't really measure up for me, but what I liked about it was it reminded me that the authors, especially Terry Pratchett, who passed away, was a humanist. Mm -hmm. uh, like a secular humanist, really. He did not believe in these divine forces actually being good, right. or divine or demonic forces being good for humanity. He believed that humanity could... Um, could outshine, you know, demons and, and angels. Well, and they paint, especially in the show, uh, they painted a lot like they were just caught in the crossfire kind of thing, which I did, uh, I kind of like that idea where, especially as they're building up towards Armageddon, you also see that, like, Gabriel and the rest of the angels are like, nope, this is what we want, this is what we've been waiting for, like, we have to finish this war. Right. And it's like, to that point, I think it's like you're intrinsically saying that, like, you're always going to have a side, like no matter how objective or higher up and above you are about a human or an animal or what have you, right. you're still going to want for you. Like you're still a selfish thing, whatever you might be. Um, Did you like the appearance of uh, Lucifer at the end? No, I think he looked Awful. terrible. I thought it was bad looking and it kind of made it feel like, oh, we could have had a nice parallel that we never really see God, we never really see... Lucifer either. Yeah. Like, they could just be both people who are playing a so much not, different game than we think. Not only did he not look great in the show, the previews spoiled it by showing him coming from the ground on the oh, Air Force I Base. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the fact that Benedict Cumberbatch plays the voice. I think that was kind of cool. I don't know uh, why it's cool. It's just some guy doing a voice. But, I mean... Ah, that's I like Cumberbatch. I liked, he I, seems like he's busy. Too uh, busy for this. I, I, I liked I liked the voice, but I, I don't know. I think the... The special effects, I think, were purposefully chintzy, but they really worked against the show. They were dreadful. Um, yeah. It's because so, I think, I, honestly, I think Neil Gaiman wanted to have these old-style BBC special effects or even, uh, like, Monty Python special effects. If you look at the opening credits, very mm -hmm. Monty Python-esque. But they looked so bad. Uh, I, I was just, like, I was drawn out of the show when they had, like, the Hellhound. Uh, the car on fire. The car on fire when Crowley shows his true face. Mm-hmm. Uh, even hell looked just like, eh, you know, looked boring. Clark, what were you going to say? You know when you see an older movie or an older show and the lighting, you just know that they fucking filmed it during the day and just put some fucking yeah. grays and blues on it. That's exactly what every moment they had, during, like half the ones they had during the night in the woods and blah, blah, blah. You just knew it was all fucking fake nonsense. They just didn't put any effort into any of it. I could have forgiven all of that if the pacing the plot and the acting was all sharp like it should have been. Yeah. The amount of talent that was involved in the show, I just, I was like, I, I, I could not believe that, like, how, how disappointing it, it was. It actually suffered even more from, ne like, Marvel Netflix syndrome than any of the Marvel Netflix shows. Like, and it was a shorter thing. Like, you know, we're always saying, like, a ten-episode series would be great, and this was, like, a six-episode miniseries, and they were all an hour long, and it was, it could have been cut in half and been a fantastic long movie. Like, 
There was nothing in the character development and the narration. There's tons of stuff where they like a lot of the narration I would have cut down on. A lot of the history building and the length of some of those scenes. Like I love that one scene with the witch. I didn't need like that was like a five to six minute scene. That's true. Like all of these scenes ran on for even the a lot of the conversations between Aristophiles was that his name? Uh, No, Azrafel. Azrafel, (laughs) Aristophiles, Azrafel, and Aristophiles. Or like and even like that. There was it was actually particularly in the third episode where they have the opening of them. They. You show, like, yeah. it's a rule of fucking three. You show three different points in like time. It just kept going. I literally was like, are they... letting the best part of the it. The present time yet? Yeah, like, it was just... And, like, well, no, their interaction is great. There yeah. was no forward movement. It was just more and more world building that was unnecessary. The opening title sequence was literally 30 minutes into that episode. Yeah, that yeah, was, was so, weird. so stupid. I was like, what? So Why? Who cares? I was actually okay with it. I was like, I'm past this point. Yeah. But the problem, I think, was having Neil Gaiman doing the adaptation. He was too much in love with the entire book because he co-wrote it. That he wanted to include everything, and nobody, ed- stuff, and nobody, and ed- he did. But like, like all the asides, which are great in the book, I'm like, I like, I love it. This is so, it's so British. It's wonderful. It just didn't work on screen at all. Do you think that's like, like I got a lot of Douglas Adams feels from this, um, and For I sure. just went back and rewatched Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The uh, movie or the BBC one? The movie. Yeah. And he also was a screenwriter on it. And I think that these guys don't get what makes their work good right. in such a way that they could translate it to something else. I completely agree. That with makes that. a lot of sense. That, yeah. I actually remember that movie and that fits a lot with what like how I felt about this. There's something about the kind of quirkiness, the the idiosyncrasies that people have, the the sudden coincidences that occur. That yeah. you're supposed to make it feel like the world and the universe is kind of more haphazard than you, you the order that is normally imposed on it. Right. It also, they, they, don't, they don't get it. Well, and it also to the it was like the pacing of the overall writing, but also the editing. Like I was like, I mean, I don't want to always like put in a box, but all of the uh, Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg movies like were fantastic, and this was built to be like that. Yeah. Very quick editing, very fast, like. Lots of different cuts and weird scenes of sound effects, so you're constantly churning right. through new and interesting content. And instead, every scene just like just plotting. Right. Yeah, was a slog. it was a slog. Yeah. Um, so, so there were like major. Uh, I'm sorry, Clark. What did you think about the fact that they made Aristophanes and Crowley like <laughs> not even just the main characters because they are, but in the books they like they vanished for. They do vanish really? for a while, yeah. yeah. Because uh, it's it's multiple. It, this is the thing I was gonna say. It's, it, there's like multiple like sort of narratives happening. You have uh, Azrafel and Crowley. You've got uh, Adam and them, like right. his friends. You've got the uh, collection of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. You have, you have uh, Anathema Pulsifer, and yeah. and uh, Newton Pulsifer. Um, I think it's because of the strength of the actors yeah. of uh, Martin. Was it not Martin? It's uh, Martin Sheen. Is it Michael Sheen? Michael Sheen. <laughs> Michael Sheen and Charlie uh, Sheen <laughs> <laughs> and, and and David Tennant. Martin, uh, Martin Michael Sheen was actually a revelation. I thought he oh, was he's great. Really yeah, he's really excellent. great. Um, 
David Tennant was okay as Crowley. He wasn't how I imagined Crowley in my head, but he wasn't bad. I just think that, like, for me, it seemed like the acting wasn't bad anywhere. It was that the dialogue was so weak. Yeah. That I'm like, I can see what this character, what uh, John Hamm would have done with this character if he wasn't given such weird, stilted lines. John Hamm, actually, I thought was all right, because they built out that character for the show. That character really... is not really in it. Mm, yeah. He was supposed to be in a sequel if the sequel ended up happening. In the book. It. Bad oh, element. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, less than good sexy yeah. so so <laughs> omens so one of the problems I had was the fact that they added so much of Crowley and um whatever you're kind of calling Aristophanes is that they just made Adam and all his little wiener kids actual wiener kids that don't really do anything on their own accord what yeah. were they supposed to do in the what do they do in the book so the the show definitely adapts a lot of the stuff in the book but they the book has them be much more like a like a true like little adventure novel within a novel oh, and the kids are just so interesting yeah, and they're yeah. like they're like really fun to read about and they have their own nemesis which is the other the third child that we don't know what happened oh to. that would have been so fun yeah. so yeah. that's one of the things he'd cut out he also cut out the other horsemen I yeah. also still, hilarious I, yeah. can you explain to me why there were three kids and they had to be mixed up no let's not do it it's oh, very okay. confusing okay so that's the part where I would cut because they're like we're gonna play Monte Carlo so and there's flipping long. cards and they took we got it. You're switching the kids out. Do it in three minutes. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. That was a lot. That is, again, a problem with Neil Gaiman for the show is he wanted to show how clever he was. It's like, hey, you get it. You get the joke. You get it. You get it. He did it over and over again. There were a couple of other times that happened. That entire sequence was so long. And in the book, it's great because yeah. it works really well. It's like, and it talks about like the, the whole like, you know, uh, like shell game. Uh, and it, 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 the book is supposed to be a parody of the Omen in, right, in some ways. Right, right, and so, like having like the Antichrist go to this like unassuming family in this like little tiny UK village yeah. uh, is, is a clever, clever like so subversion the thing, the of thing the about the wakes, like the no oh wakes, the kinds God. of ways. I'm like, I could easily see why this would be good on paper. Yeah, I, it does not work doing this for an hour. When you've got six episodes. Yeah, the chattering order I loved in the book. I was so annoyed in the show. I did like the lady who played the one who was who fucked everything up. Sister Mary Loquacious. Yes. Yeah, almost well, a good actress. That was the thing. It's like when they go back to like when it's she, all burned yeah. down and she's like the head of like the uh like the paintball, paintball thing. Yes. <laughs> like we honestly I recognize her immediately. Yeah. But then like they don't trust the viewers because they go to the whole flashback. You remember that she yeah. was Sister Mary Loquacious? It's yeah. like stop telling me all this stuff. It's just it's so pedantic. Um, I thought that that well, I didn't have a thought. Never mind. I mean, in terms of what I actually, yeah. So we like Michael Sheen. Uh, I yeah, they were really good overall. I do think that like there was a lot of good meat in there. I just wish it was just leaner. Do you know what I hated the most? War's hair. The red hair. Awful. Who is that lady? She's She's, in a bunch of shit. She's from um, oh shit, what's it called? Was, oh, she was in the killing, yeah. wasn't it? Okay, yeah. that's who she was. Yeah, I just couldn't. I do. I like that they were play. I mean, I'm assuming this was in the book too. But that uh, fat, not no pestilence became that pollution. Fat. Pollution. No, that was actually new. Oh, that's. Uh, I didn't like that. That was, that was kind of cute. Because yeah. like, but also pestilence is coming back, so they probably could have left it. Oh, I don't want yeah. Oh, and then and then I did enjoy the deaths and introduction too because the delivery person got finished. The rest of the delivery things were stupid. Yeah, I did not enjoy it. Oh, and more show. 
showed up, I was like, good God. War was, was a bad scene. War was the heaviest, shittiest scene I've seen in it a long so time. It was so awkward. Well, that and uh, Famine. Famine was, was also was rough. Rough. Like, all this stuff worked so well in the book. It felt like a bad version of Dogma, a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm. When Dogma mm. came out, it was definitely... In, Kevin Smith was definitely oh, totally, inspired by it. yeah. And in fact, when uh, you heard you heard about the Metatron, you know, he was the voice of God. Yes. I actually thought it should be Alan Rickman. Yeah. And I think the book even does... Uh, like, it sounds, it sounds like, like Alan, Alan Rickman, Rickman. I, if I remember correctly. The other thing that's in the book that, like, kind of shows up in the show, but not really, you know, Queen is played a lot in the show, yes. right? Yeah. So there is a plot point in the book that, like, any tape that is left in a car for more than two weeks turns into the best of Queen. Ah, so that's why they keep doing it. So, that's like, funny. They, they, they always go into, like, these Queen lyrics in the book, and uh, you know how uh, Crawley is communicated to by hell, by, like, Haster and yeah, like, some yeah, other yeah, demons? Yeah. It's always through the medium uh, that he is like listening to or watching, like the movie that like with the little like, cutesy or bears, talk show, talk show, yeah. whatever. So they show how weird and creepy it is that he's listening to this Queen song, then all of a sudden, like this demon from hell sounds like Freddie Mercury yeah. telling, giving him his mission. Ah, okay, yeah, so, that, it, that definitely adds. Like, they, I'm glad they kept all they kept it in in a capacity where like it was still like most of that content still kind of was interesting. I thought. The I really did enjoy when they went to go attack Crowley, and the the only really good special effect I saw was the holy water melting the person. I thought that was actually kind of cool. It was just like sitting. He just had the holy water on top, and they opened the door. I thought it was funny. And then when they like traveled through the uh, recording, yeah. yeah. Um, Again, like too much explanation. Like you might be wondering how demons could, and I was like. I don't really care. I just assume demons <laughs> could do that. This is fine. They went through a whole tirade about how angels dance and can't dance, and then demons can dance, but they can't. I was like, this is dumb. Shut up, Susan Sarandon. This place is Shut up, Aristophanes. <laughs> What's so funny is, so like a year or two ago, I, I actually saw Neil Gaiman uh, speaking at Wolf Trap, and he was talking about some of the scenes that he cut, or they had to cut. And I'm like, you should have cut more, oh, bitch. Like, it's like, oh my god. Or, was... I don't know. Or they could have done like a five episodes or four episodes. Like, or three it, didn't episodes, ha- it didn't have to be a episodes. movie. They could have still had staccato episodes, but <laughs> I'm like a part one, a part two, a part three. But uh, I'm going to disagree with you guys a little bit. I actually liked the, I guess the third episode or the fourth one where yeah. they had like all the stuff of, of uh, Azraphil and, and Crowley through yeah. the years where they decide they're like, yeah, let's. This is just dumb. We're, all, we're just balancing each other out. Let's just fucking chill and have a good time and enjoy humanity. There was just I, too many of them. Were, I mean, that's all you needed. That one, the one I think it was when they were. I don't care about the Bastille. Middle Ages. Yes, the, the Middle Bastille Ages. was was dumb. Oh god, yeah. It was just like a lot of talking for the same like takeaway. But right, the overall concept made a lot of sense, and I did also enjoy when they were first at. Uh, I think it was obviously the first episode with Adam and Eve, where they're like, he lost his sword. They did this. Yeah, they created all. Of them. And they have yeah, they have such great. They have such great chemistry on screen, and also I wish that they had written them as gay, because it was like... A lot of slash fictions were written. Right, well, I'm Let's sure. run off together. Alpha Centauri is really nice. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I'll like, give it credit where it's like it does show like strong like masculine intimacy that may not have to be like gay, which is fine. I want to see anal sex on screen. Uh, <laughs> when, but they don't have dicks. Haven't you seen Dogma? Uh, when Crawley, when uh, Mike, Michael Sheen's house burns down, uh, store. Yeah, whatever. When uh, Crowley runs inside, and then he immediately just starts screaming, "They murdered my friend!" It's like, how do you know? Did you, you looked in one room that's on fire? <laughs> right. 
Um, they do, I was going to say they do call it out in the show because when they're like when they're talking about where Crowley's going to go or how he's going to escape, we know about you and your little he, boyfriend. When he drives away, oh, and then but then the, there's a guy that walks up to him. He's like, "Don't trust those ones," or something like that. Where he's like, "I've seen him before." Like, don't. Yeah. Try. And I was like, "Oh, I like some this. side gay character." Like, don't trust him. <laughs> honey, honey, That's right. <laughs> what did you guys think of like uh, Anathema Newton and then like the Witchfinder Sergeant and like uh, his like. Paramore, like the mm-hmm. the neighbor woman who was the Witch. medium and the. I thought it was a fun. Woman. I thought it was a fun side story. I almost half wish that some of the original episodes were just cut to be full episodes for those people. Yeah. Because then I think it would have felt a little anthology, and then all of a sudden you would have gotten to all of the over. Because once the I think there's like the general takeaway is that the show does get better over time, and it's again as it always is, is when people start interacting. But I don't need three different plot lines during one episode. I could uh-huh. use like do anathema and Paul, was it pulsifier? Pulsifier, pulsifier, yeah. right? Do them together. Do crowd like you could have gotten this build up where it's like, oh, now I see how the pieces are all coming together. I Jack Whitehall is lovely. He's who's, cute. Who's he? Oh, is he pulsifier? Pulsifier. He's yeah. cute. He's cute. He didn't do much for me, but he's cute. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. Um, so with with us reviewing here, uh, <laughs> with us, I did not watch it. Uh, with us reviewing like the Tick and some other Amazon shows, how does this stack up to the rest of the Amazon? Amazon is bad at everything they do. Okay. Original programming. Ones. What about Homecoming? Fleabag. Awful. Fleabag is not original. Fleabag's not no, original. I tried. Homecoming's tried. not what. Not good. not good. I don't think. I think. I, I've I've looked multiple times at all the TV shows they've done, and I do not. That like That is a, a good one. point. I can't think of a single show. Like that I can't I like. stand them. Can they just not create good content? Maybe. Um, Correct. Well, the Boys is going to be on Amazon Prime. Is that right where you guys? Well, we'll give it, yeah. it makes me sad. But I will say this actually does suffer a lot from the ticks problems, where it's like the humor's there. It's not super funny. It's like the characters are interesting, but they're really dragged out. Everything feels like plotting. In both cases. Everything gets tied up really too easily. Mm-hmm. My review of oh it yeah, is, by the end yeah. That's my fun. review is there seems like there's too many characters. <laughs> you guys named a thousand different characters. Oh. It is. It's the problem. It's like it. It is too much of a literal adaptation of the book. It reminds me of the first two Harry Potter films, mm. which are almost like page for page, like uh, Sorcerer's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets. Was boring. It's not a great book. I fell asleep. Boring. Yeah, I fell asleep during that too. Like I was like, so oh god. Uh, it was just, it just, it just reminded me too much of those. No, I know. I'm. I like want to <laughs> have more positive things to say. I still think it's like. I think it's a generally. I don't think it's a bad show. I just think it could have been very much better. I'm I think just, it's a dis- very mediocre. Yeah. Oh no, it's head. mediocre. I'm just like, I'm just disappointed in it because mm-hmm. we obviously were building up to it, getting excited about it. I was interested because you guys like all the content and like. And I will say though, like there still are people. I think it's definitely people that haven't read the book. And that's why I was like, I was hoping I'd be addicted to it, but like I couldn't catch it. But there are definitely people that like it. Like, I mean, I would still recommend the book very much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would so do that. Well read. It's not so bad of a TV show that you just <laughs> <laughs> read the book. <laughs> I just burned my copy. I was like, right, here you go. Like, I'm gonna pitch some shows that are very popular on Amazon, and yeah. I want you to tell Ooh, me what you think of them. Yeah, don't marvelous like Miss Maisel. I just Terrible. don't care. Okay. She's not that funny. Uh, <laughs> She's not so marvelous. Uh, my favorite joke about it is Seth Meyers. I think said, that's my least. It's not a show that makes you go, "Is this anti-Semitic?" <laughs> uh, Man in the High Castle. Uh, I haven't seen it. I really? liked the first season. I haven't watched it since. <laughs> also anti-Semitic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ignoring ignoring the problematic actors. Uh, transparent. 
Oh, it I, was good for it me. was yeah. I do think that that was a good show. And it went for too long. Uh, did any of you guys so watch Tig Notaro's show One Mississippi? I did not care for it. And I, I like did her. Not care for it. Uh, no, Goliath. No one watched that. Show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what is that? Is that Fast Eddie show with Giovanni uh, Ribisi? It's Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, no. Goliath. Uh, Mozart in the Jungle. I did not care. My mom loved all. that show. I well, watched the first go, season Pat. of all of these shows, and I just couldn't get past that point. Kristen loved it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> forever. I kind of like it. I kind of like Oh, I did so like it. Was forever? Forever is it was with Fred, Maya Rudolph and, and Fred, Fred Armisen. Oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. I, it, I, it went to places I didn't want it to, and I didn't like it by the end. I hated them all. I just didn't want to see it anymore. I thought it was okay. I, th- I, Not thought it was, I liked the first four episodes. I thought it was extremely watchable. And then I was and like, oh, God, here we go. I do like that Amazon has brought in shows from other countries. Like Fleabag, obviously, is a great example yeah, of that. Yeah, but they're doing that like half as good as Netflix is. I well, agree, but, but I made, also, made, made, Netflix made is on really fucking good. millions. Yeah, but they also have... I can't imagine that Amazon's original programming has as large of a budget. Like, Why not? I, Amazon's like one of the biggest yeah. companies in the world. I think it's because they, to that point, they they, they probably think that they could aggregate a lot more other content. Maybe, but yeah. worse content. Did you did you guys ever watch that terrible Black Mirror wannabe show on Amazon? That was oh, like Android Android Electric Mind. So bad. Oh, there's. I haven't, I, watched, I, haven't, I haven't watched Lore, but I heard that was good. No, it's not. No, it's oh, bad. Geez, so. Stop it. Stop saying. What was the one about the congressman who lived in the one house with John Goodman? That was oh, yeah, Rat House or Rat Race or I don't know. I'm just really upset because that fucking show got through and approved because they did. They originally did like a pilot thing where you can go and watch it both. And there was a fucking show about two women that worked at the mall, but they were also uh, like it was a cartoon. They were also spiritual hunters. It relied on a lot of bad stereotypes. But it was very spiritual funny. hunters. What? Yeah, I need to find out what, what the, the show is. Okay. They were like they were like witch hunters and stuff like that. It was basically oh. it was very good omens. Well, no, it was like it was very it was very Teen Hunger Force. That's why it was so, so good. So, how many good omens would you guys give this? Four. No, I want to say uh, before we close out. Yeah. Without saying like making it shorter, or cutting stuff. Yeah. How would you change the show to make it better? Honestly, I would have somebody else uh, adapt it. Uh, I would not have Neil Gaiman attached to it. I would give it to somebody, to Adam's point, someone like an Edgar Wright, who has a British uh, sensibility about a sense of humor, and make it a little bit more manic. Uh, I, I think that's the only way to make to salvage the show. Adam, do you have one that's not Edgar Wright? That's not my uh, one that I already yeah, provided. Yeah, do you have like, a better one? Because Edgar Wright's been taken. Um... <laughs> Yeah, reduce... Reuse, recycle. Reduce the narrator. Damn it, that's what I was going to do. Now and now we're stealing each other's ideas. I think we've already kind of said exactly what we would do. I don't think there... There wasn't really that much else wrong with the show. And maybe, like, snappier dialogue. Like, actually Brent, have, you have good, one? fun jokes. I think I would remove almost all the stuff that's kid-related. Uh, because all that just doesn't work, and I don't think it matters. Because It I think, doesn't work because it didn't... It was I, poor. It was not correctly done. Well, I think... In my mind, the way that a story like this works feels somewhat predictable insofar as you've got Antichrist, he's going to bring about the end of the world, gets really close to it, it stops. Right. Yeah. All the other stuff, all the other bells and whistles on it are what make it interesting. Yeah. Right. It's the stuff where you've got really good character interactions. So other than just blandly saying, like, make those better, which they could easily be better, it would be, I don't think any of the kid stuff was that necessary. Correct. I completely agree. 
Yeah, like, I didn't care about them when they were scared at the end, just because they all got their little, like, plot lines of who they were and why yeah, they were Yeah, I don't know, they didn't seem like they were really friends. Right. Uh, and the power of friendship fighting, like, so, demoness. I'll have a piece of witch cookie or whatever that fucking death <laughs> There was so much to just chop. I don't even think we needed most of them. I mean, Anathema's fine, but I don't think we needed Pulsifer. We definitely didn't need fucking Madame Tracy and all that goddamn nonsense. It was just too much. Oh, God, it was, it was That like, was the lady oh, at God. the... Yeah, there's another character you never even heard of. Lady, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, was like very was very she was beautiful but very bland. Boring as yeah. shit. I mean you kinda I, need her for the story. But I think that was the writing though. Like long. I just don't think they gave her a personality very much. Like yeah. there was something odd about even her interaction with Sheen and I know, with Aristophiles and and I would have upped the production values to make the uh, to make the special effects better. Definitely, yeah. um, they could have been, especially because it it's a limited sense. series. They easily could have put more down money down to four in episodes it. or something. That's yeah. more money for each episode. Yeah. P.S. The show was called Supernatural. Supernatural. <laughs> what? What was? The oh, Supernatural is an animated comedy series <laughs> about two outspoken divas who are humanity's <laughs> last line of defense against the supernatural. <laughs> okay. They have a lot of dead shows because there was also Deadbeat. Which is a show about a guy who's like a loser oh, yeah, yeah. who also talks to girls. I'll send everyone the link and you should all watch it. It's terribly good. Um, Alright, so how many omens would you give this? Uh, out of six? Yeah. I would give it three. three. I give it two out of four horsemen. Mm. I'd probably say it's uh, one poorly predicted perfection. Nailed it! What? Don't worry, Clark. You've earned. How many? How many omens? What would you rate this? I don't know. Two out of seven dogs that should have been cooler to transform. Like All right. Ryan, are you gonna watch it? No, I will not be watching it. <laughs> well, All right, yeah. You we, yeah. Uh, we've been Homo Superior. Don't watch Good Omens. <laughs> <laughs>